Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Wilson, Patty's Playhouse with Scott Coward. Hey, Scott. Hey, hey. We're in Tallahassee, Florida at Real Talk 93.3 FM. And then we podcast out to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Good stuff. SoundCloud. Today, we're going to talk about the controversy that is deferred maintenance. Is it People really lose their shh over it. <laughs> it is controversial if you're a appraiser and you go out and call out someone's house. Well, it's controversial also if it's your home. Yeah, and you For think you're reason. taking care of it, and meanwhile, your siding's falling off. Okay. Well, well, you're not. not taking care of it. No, you haven't taken care of it. So deferred maintenance, by definition, is putting off repairs. It's deferred, and it's maintaining. Get it? Deferred maintenance. So if the appraiser, myself, comes out to your house, and we see siding that's rippled, we'll give it melted because you had the the grill too close to the vinyl siding, that, and you haven't repaired it, that's deferred maintenance. You have to maintain your home or it loses value. So you have the value, you have the market value, and then deferred maintenance just takes it down. Doesn't necessarily bring it up, but it absolutely becomes a subtraction. So you have a $200,000 home, Patty's coming out, you're in Weems, it's all cute, everything's cute, and then you walk around and the siding's melted. Well, it costs you about five, $600 to fix it, but some people don't have $500, $600. Now I have to take that melted siding and compare it to another home that may or may not have a siding issue, or I have to take the actual cost to repair and subtract it off the value. 
So if you wanted $200,000 for your house, you're not going to get that now. It's now one ninety five five. If your roof is now, it's a 20-year roof, it's year 19, I got to look at that and say, you know, the lichens, the black stuff is still on your roof. What does that look like? You got a cracked window. All of that now becomes an accounting check of everything that you didn't do to your property to maintain it in average condition. An average condition is not based on you. It's based on everybody else. If everyone else is taking care of their home, then you get the big checkoff box. X. No, it's not going to mean it won't be 200,000. So deferred maintenance is when the when the bank is giving you the big bag of sweaty cash for your house, they're expecting you to maintain it. And I can't, you know, sometimes the appraiser just has to go by and take an exterior appraisal. Sometimes uh, FHA reverse mortgages, we get assigned to go out and just take pictures and run a quick because the bank wants to know on a reverse it, it, or is your home being maintained? So that's deferred maintenance. I think people often believe that they're saving money by not doing it when, in fact, I believe that in the long run it may be costing them money. Right, because wood rot only grows. Correct. It doesn't stop the day the appraiser comes out. So if you forego it, say your house even appraises, you're still going to have rot and it's just going to grow. The fungus just keeps growing and growing and growing. Ignoring it just creates problems. Just does. I mean, I could be done in like now. I could be done. <laughs> I have 54 minutes to go, but I'm serious. Like, we will call you out on an appraisal. We have to. We have to take pictures of everything. We got to put it in the report. You can't hide it. You want the bank to give you money or to reduce your PMI or give you cash back. You got to keep take care of your house. You want to sell it in today's market? That shizzle better be straight. And if it's not, you're just reducing the price of your home and by much more than the cost of just maintaining it. Right, because Joanna Gaines has ruined our lives. Shout out to so the chips. Yeah, because even if you have a yellow house, yellow interior versus the gray, people don't want to, they don't want to buy a home for 250000 and go in and paint it. They want it to be what they want when they move in. Right, wrong, or indifferent, the buyers, even though it's a seller's market, I just did a, an appraisal in a neighborhood in 32317, 0.67 month supply. That's less than a half a month supply. But what was still on the market, there were only two, was ugly interior, not maintained. If they just changed the interior colors and cleaned up the yard, they would be gone too. That was the only difference between what was appraised and what hadn't appraised. So I still, when I look at the active listings, I'm still going to reduce for condition, and I took it off for condition. I took 10000 off because the yard was a wreck, the fence was a wreck, and the paint on the interior. Because I look at the MLS photos, and I can tell. I don't have to be inside. Why does everybody forget about their fence? <sighs> I forget about mine because it's $4,000. Well, a small fence is $4,000. I know, but that's... I'm like ready to. That dog dies. I'm not putting a fence back up. So I hope my neighbors enjoy it because I own the fence. Yeah, there I will mean, not be another fence. Rather take it down than have it sit there and Yeah, I mean, I'm just not going to do it. So, But even repairing the fence, the bank wants to know. If you own it, the bank wants to know. Someone, Nobody wants to buy your crooked fence. Hmm. They just don't. So if you're thinking about selling next year, your kids are growing, you got to like go around, have a hard look at your house. And it's not, it's not a pleasant conversation, but not either is going to the doctors when your blood pressure is out of whack and so is your blood sugar. It's the, your house is an extension of you. Well, it's if also deferred maintenance your house, on your body. Right, you're not taking care of other stuff, right? It I mean, is. 
It's a good thing we're not getting uh, appraisals every year. We are. No, as like individuals. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> There's a lot of deferred you, I <laughs> maintenance mean, It's the same on. thing. There was a, a realtor I know. Um, her name is Cindy. And I really enjoyed working with her. She retired since Keller Williams. And she did a lot of foreclosures. And she would just tell me, Patty, you either pay now or pay later. Hmm. And over time, it's cheaper to do it now than it will ever be because money costs money. But money the, increases or decreases in value your dollar with inflation. No, you're right. I think the, the challenge really is, especially in a seller's market, is that as a seller, they want it sold quick. They want the, the buyer to pay for the deferred maintenance, and they want what their neighbor got whose house was in order. Okay. I have two words. Other than this is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, and we're talking about real estate deferred maintenance. We're going to talk about a liquor in a minute, a little couple minutes. But we are not... Not San Francisco. Tallahassee is, yes, you can have a seller's market, but the buyer still will wait it out. The buyer has time on their side. And millennials, they don't, they're not attached to things the way my parents would have been attached or well, my parents aren't attached to property. I mean, they don't, they don't really care. I mean, they just knew property was something that you had. But I think there's some folks, once they have families, they get more attached. Millennials aren't attached. So if there's more millennials than there are just about anything else, the median age in the United States is 38 years, and we're so transient, you can't rely on another buyer. If you have an offer, you got to really look at that. You're in a flood zone. you got to look at, is my condition going to combat the flood zone? The flood zone is a condition to the property. Uh, railroad tracks are a condition. They run I-10 behind your house. That's a condition. Some people will want it. It will limit the number of people that will want your house. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So the funnel of buyers is reduced. But if you don't want to fix your final siding or fix your gutters so that they're not hanging down or just clean them out. I have a wonderful seller right now. They did everything I asked. Everything I asked. So that when we go into negotiation... I know what was wrong with that house. I know what they're going to net. So we negotiate from strength. Instead of like, I don't want to spend $300 for a home inspection. Well, if you sell it as is, you're going to be paying for something because you still own the wood rot. The seller still owns the wood rot. The buyer, yes, they've invested in inspection, but you're not, you're, you still own it. That was another agent came up with that. I love that line. He still owns the rot. So Mr. Seller doesn't want to fix the rot, but he wants the same amount of money? How does that even, it doesn't even work in my head. Because they think they've already reduced it by something when they haven't. Well, that's because they refuse to know their blood pressure. Same idea. They refuse to know their blood sugar. So when they get sick and their toe falls off, it's their toe that falls off. No one else's toe is falling off. So you've got to fix the house. And that's not a good look. And we have dare I say, moisture in Tallahassee. Mm, dare you, please. <laughs> we have moisture. And with the moisture comes the rot. And if you don't maintain your home, you know, I, I can't really help you on the other side. So, I mean, I'm so strong on that front end telling sellers that you are too, Scott. I mean, you've had hundreds of dollars for inspections to make sure that everything's okay, that when you list the home, the seller isn't surprised. So the seller gets a contract on their house now they think there's proceeds needs to go towards this house. And then they, they're 3,000 short because they've got 
radon or wood rot or a cracked truss. You got to know. We're not being salesy by telling you this. We're being informative and telling you the hard stuff. Yes, it's your home. Yes, you still own it. If you want to transfer it to somebody for a big bag of sweaty cash, you got to fix it. Oh, I think they have to realize they've already bought their home. They're now selling it to someone else. Yeah, I like that. I like when you say that to people. Well, it's true. Yeah. It's on the market. It's the same as a car. You got to maintain it. Hey, this is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. We're going to keep talking deferred maintenance. Is this the fix? Yes. How apropos. My theme, fixing. Fix it. Maybe someday. maintenance it's so exciting it is though because you sell your house easier take care of it this is kylie minogue i want you to not get this out of your head walk around your house with a hard eye and if you see somebody taking pictures from your house know it's your lender hired patty to come take a picture of it for sure so we were talking deferred maintenance. So as an appraiser, because this is where my head goes is as the appraiser first, more than the realtor. When we when we put money in, you know, you have your house and everything's worth 200000 I'm just using that number because it's easy. I don't do math well. So 200000 everything is average. And then we look at what's wrong with the house. That's my job. What's wrong with it? Are there big pieces of concrete in the driveway that are lifted up from the pine, um, pine trees? Then, then we subtract. It, it's automatic. It has to be subtracted, what that cost is. And we go by the contractor cost, not if you were doing it. So I have a little book. It's called Marshall and Swift. I get um, little inserts every month about the cost to redo items. So if it's a house that's in the 200000 range versus the 400000 there's different factors. And we use these factors to develop the, the adjustment and... It's not always pleasant. So we have to let them know, has this been fixed? And has it not been fixed? Are your outlets working? On FHA and VA, the appraiser has to go around. And I'm not an FHA appraiser anymore because I just don't have time. I don't have time to do it. It's a lot of outlets. You have to check the outlets. You have to stick your head in the freaking attic. I don't have time for that. You have to put your head in the crawl space. If there's a lot of debris in the crawl space or fungus or a growth, because that's all I'm allowed to put in the appraisal is a growth. That sounds nice, right? Then I have Not to really. say, average per square foot, what's this going to cost? And I have a team of contractors that I we use on a regular basis on the sales side to give me ballparks, and that's how I use them. I'm pretty accurate. My team is accurate, so that helps. But once we're hot, when we just have one house, it was $2,200 Goodness gracious. to fix the crawl space. It was before we listed it. So imagine... 
You have a contract. You didn't do any of that work. You just, my house is in good shape. I do what needs to be done in your mind. In your mind, denial is the biggest thing in the world. And then the buyer gets their home inspector and WDO, which is pest control in, and you find out there's 2,500, but you've already negotiated. And the seller can't renegotiate. It's out of sight, out of mind for a lot of people. And that is denial because they don't want to know because everything is working. But is it really? But you don't know if it's working because you live there. It's working. The challenge is that there are things that are unknown to you and then not waiting until the last minute to figure it out. Okay, I'm going to use Charles Krauthammer, which I don't know if you know who he is, Scott, but he was on Fox News, and he had an injury, a spinal cord injury from a diving accident when he was 22. He just died last week, and I love Charles Krauthammer. He was a, um, a... a liberal who became a conservative. And he's a conservative, not necessarily a Republican, but a conservative in the true sense. And he had stomach cancer. So he is paralyzed from the neck down. And he had an abdominal tumor. Unless he went in to get frequent checks, he would never know because he can't feel anything. Think about that. Mm. He could feel nothing. Your house can't feel anything. But certain things, if you don't go in to get that, it's an extreme check. But as a nurse, that's where I go to on a house. If you don't check what you need to check every so often, it's going to fall apart. And you're not going to get what you thought. And then the cost is going to be so much worse because you ignored it. I think a lot of people, back to using your body, but it's the not having a pulse on what's happening with their home. For example, smells typically are a good indication. Moisture. Moisture. You know, things that are happening with your home that people don't want to know therefore they don't go to look for so girl cuts my hair um she is renting a home has a property manager she hasn't been in but a few weeks and massive leak massive that rarely just happens it happened to me i had a hot water leak so we had to replumb but the way it happened, I'm kind of thinking that property manager knew and they hopefully told the homeowner over a period of time. But now that fix is in the thousands. So the plumber comes out and jackhammers the dro- the uh, garage floor to find a leak. They put in like six jackhammer holes to find one leak. Then they just left the holes because they're like, we don't do that. So they create the mess, but they don't. So... That's to me not getting a proper quote to know what the what are you doing? How are you doing it? And then she wakes up yesterday morning to another leak. Holy moly. So did they replumb? Did they not replumb? I see a lawsuit coming. I for see sure. Some challenges there for sure. Yeah, she's going on vacation for ten days, but still, I mean, like you have got to pay attention to your house. Now we've had people, buyers that move in and you know they're not gonna pay attention either. People just live their life, but that's why I tell one if you have a septic once a month, first of the month, checked. get your septic check and put yeast packets down the septic. I'm not a septic inspector. However, or it's a, a yeast tip inspector. Or a yeast inspector. <laughs> Definitely not a yeast inspector. But there's things that you can do to maintain your home, like change out the air filter. Or you may have too tight of an air filter, then air can't get through. You may need the more porous air filter. But you gotta know. You can't fix it unless you know. I had a rental, the air conditioner stopped. Roger Hayes with Sterling HVAC goes out after someone else screwed it up. They wanted to charge me again, like $2,000. I'm like, Roger, would you please go look? Roger goes out and looks. 
He's like, Patty, the air filter's the wrong size, and he fixed the he, – he did little tweaks and fixed it, and the air conditioning was running perfect for $129. There are people that can help you along the way to maintain your home and a, a much less expensive. Like I'm having a guy come over tomorrow night and changing out my exterior light lamps to update them, but to also have new, more efficient lamps. Changing the lamp out is not deferred maintenance because the lamp isn't broken. If the lamp was broken, then it would be deferred maintenance. I have wood rot, which 99% of the world has, on my garage door, um, that brick mold area, you know, the trim. Mm -hmm. But that's being taken care of because otherwise it'll just keep crawling up and then it'll be more expensive. It always is. It's nothing that I do all at once. It's just like this month I'm going to take care of this. This month we're going to do that. You own the home. There is a... Uh, an agreement when you sign your mortgage, if you use a mortgage, if you have cash, then it doesn't matter. If you have a mortgage that says, I'm going to maintain the home, you're agreeing to that big bag of cash from the bank, who's so awful by giving it to you and making you fill out paperwork. Have your finger on the pulse of your home. Really? Yeah. Please. I mean, we have one where the, the outlets were all burned out. I mean, she had a lot of stuff in the house, and she only really lived in two rooms, so she wouldn't have known. But think of the fire that could have taken place. I mean, but by the grace of God, that it didn't happen. But when you pull the furniture away, you're like, what is all of this? (laughs) This is a problem. And okay, so pretend it was still furnished when it transferred. And the buyer does the walkthrough with some furniture left behind. And then the seller, they transfer. And then they walk into that. That's a problem for the seller. Seller has to be responsible. They could be sued and lose. So it was good that she moved the furniture. Because the, the the behest is always on the buyer that the buyer didn't know. So if you don't disclose or disclose fully to your knowledge, you can be sued. You just can. You can't, you know, leaving sandbags around your house. Doesn't help your house. Doesn't help think the buyers doesn't see a maintenance issue because you've left your sandbags around the house from Irma. Move your sandbags. Plus it just causes rot because now something's laying up against the house. Right. And the moisture is now against your home. So move your sandbags. You, they're not meant to keep. <laughs> they're, they're not? They're just not. Oh, my God. God, it went up to that. I mean, it was a really nice house. And I'm like, why, do you, why do you have sandbags? Do you really want these in your picture for the bank? Because now they're going to, I'm going to have to write something that just said they, they were left by Irma and that there was no uh, damage from Irma. I mean, move your sandbags. Except for your sandbags. Yeah, and your house was like really high up. Did you really, did you think that you were going to have... Can never have enough sandbags. Yeah, there was like three. And around it, the wood from the privacy fence was all rotted. I'm pretty sure if you're going to get sandbags, three's not going to do it (laughs) one way or another. They might have forgotten those three, but like now it's in your picture and I got to write something. Because the bank wants to know. If they see a stain in a ceiling photo, we have to take all these pictures from all these different angles and they all go in the report because people lie. And now they want to know what's that stain or it's a shadow. I have to attest to that. This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. We're talking deferred maintenance and house stuff. <laughs> Everybody likes house stuff. All the folks down in Lynchburg, Tennessee, been working hard for good old boys like me. That stuff that they've been selling Ain't working like it should 
I love most music, so bear with me. All about the money. It's really in your house. It really is. It's really all about the money. So deferred maintenance was what we were talking about. It goes above normal wear and tear. So you figure paint lasts what? How long does paint last? When you paint your wall with good Sherwin-Williams cashmere paint. What's on my wall? Praise the Lord. What is, how long does it last? I give it two years. I mean, it shouldn't last longer than five. However, I take that with a grain of salt considering yeah. how things Cats, change. Cats, pets, yeah. children, I mean, things life. change. You're cooking, you're cleaning. Right. I mean, there's just things going on. So. so you figure two to five years, depending on the quality of the paint, the color of the paint, your yeah. lighting, you know, how hard right. are you on your house? And then you walk through a lot of homes and it's welcome to the 80s. So clearly- I worked, I got the blessing of working for Turner Heritage Homes and they're, they're moved to Panama City because, you know, they're out of business. But I did love working for them. And I learned so much from the builders. And you could learn a, a fresh home versus a tired home. There were other builders, I'm like, you didn't use Porter Paint. You can tell when you walked in after three years. You can always tell. Did what quality paint was on the walls. We're not talking about wear and tear like a worn trim or the dog chewed the trim if the dog chewed the trim and there's notches out of the trim that's deferred maintenance but a worn area or a stain because your kid put the fingerprints that's not deferred maintenance that's normal wear and tear but we do suggest you take a mr clean little spongy thing and clean that sucker right up and don't paint your walls with different types of sheen please <laughs> <sighs> get me started <laughs> To protect them and from you your children's little patties. Yeah, because often, <laughs> often the builder will use a flat paint right. because it's easier to keep longer. But I know the color. Yeah, but what you don't know <laughs> is, that, is you this just, scene. that you just painted that with gloss instead of yeah. flat. A little bit different. That's not a shadow. That's not grease. That's the wrong paint. And so we'll talk about age life. Life expectancy, it's the other thing the appraiser looks at. And if the roof's been replaced and the air conditioner's been replaced and your hot water heater's been replaced, that's a new thing insurance companies want done when the, when yes, the home transfers, then that brings your, your life expectancy up. If you're like, well, I have three years left on it, that that doesn't help you when you're going to sell your house or you need a refi. That's why I'm going for the Fraxel. It's to bring my life expectancy <laughs> Tell them what's a Fraxel, Scott. I think they pretty I much Fraxel just... is on real 93.3. <laughs> I think it's just sandpapering my face with Are some they... type of I think of they laser. laser it, don't yeah, they? it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. They say uh, five to seven days downtime. And what I've heard from my friends is it's actually 10. Are you going to work? Are you going to take um, off and go to the Caribbean? No, I'm going to work. I'm just going to send you to see to show the homes. <laughs> I'm just going to be on the phone and away from people. Oh, you're going to be so sore. Yeah, I thought about getting it done in 
in the next month or two, but I was told by uh, the place I'm going to have it done to wait until the winter. Because so it's the cooler sun. out. The sun and it oh. is cooler out. And they so don't... is this like a chemical abrasion kind of thing? Is no, that... it's not like a chemical peel, but it is mm. laser. And I guess they're just ripping off so many layers of skin so that Scott eventually. Scott has a longer age life expectancy than Patty. <laughs> and he's just trying to make sure that it's he keeps it. It's all about not having deferred maintenance. Right. Just yeah. Saying. Luckily, my skin's in good shape. Praise the Lord. I right. don't go outside, so I don't have wrinkles, so I don't have to worry about fillers and. Yeah, I I do have to roll. And I I'm pretty fat, so that helps too. Like when you lose a lot of weight, that does not help the whole skin tone. But yeah, your house doesn't have to worry I about that. I think I have more H spots than you. Oh yeah. My skin's really nice. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mine I don't really have any high eye, eye crow's feet kind of thing. It's, it's not yeah, I'm, but good, I am I'm, almost fully gray. That I'm is good there. That's why I don't smile. <laughs> What do you? What's her face? Victoria Beckham. Like <laughs> Victoria Beckham. I have to hold my. Scott does have that reputation when he goes to your house to look at the, the really staging. Do. But so it's for I'm us, thinking. staging is he is resting bitch face. For I us, do. the the home staging is taking your stuff and highlighting it in a great way. Correct. Staging does not mean you're just pulling in furniture. I know people like to twist that, but that's not what it is. And, and not that we can't do that. It just, it's, it's just, a different yeah, cost we, associated. But you already live in the home, so we just try to make it prettier and, and more Correct. feng shui and more open. Correct. So when he's walking around someone's house and she's texting me, Scott doesn't like me. <laughs> Scott no, likes everybody. Not true. I really do but like everybody. But he was everybody. thinking. He, oh, he likes more people than I do. True. But he was thinking. So he has a little bit. I, RBF. I, I am, yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking of also how to take what's in my head and present it correctly. So that's that why we often someone... tell the the sellers to sit here, right? And we walk around your house as a buyer would see a house, rather than you be with us watching our face. Correct. Because we don't want you to assume one or the other, and we know it's your home. And your home is an extension of yourself, in my opinion, which is why I love this show. Because we talk about your life in the house and how it extends outside into Tallahassee. Right, but it's never really to be judgmental. It's really to be helpful. Right. So everything that I do comes from a place of contribution and to get you the best value in an offer or a sale for your home. Not Coming from contribution. Correct. Well, Coming from a good heart. Correct. It, it, there would be no... And with no charge reason associated to do it with otherwise. it. Otherwise, like we do all of our consultations at no cost. It's a consultation, so everything we do until you sign an agreement with us is done in advance of the transaction and at no cost, none. We just do it well. A because we love it. B because we're good at it. And C because we work by performance, so we don't charge anything up front. Yeah, so but if you want to, if you want to hear what you want to hear, um, that's different than probably what we're going to tell you. So. And a lot of it is is really just coming from that contribution place. And some people just absolutely love that, and some people don't. Um, I hope that everybody still wants the outcome of getting more value from a sale and or a purchase than they otherwise would because we're coming from a good place and helping. Well, you can't get someone the highest amount for the home unless you know what's wrong with the home. Correct. You just can't. Because the appraiser, the home inspector, the buyer is looking with a more mischievous eye than we're going to It's going to, to come up somewhere it's going after to the come fact. Up. So why not know beforehand? It's going to come up. It's it, it, it's just going just to come not, up. You're just not going to be able. Smells in the house is not deferred maintenance, but it really will offend people. 
I mean, whether it's your cooking, like you go to cook uh, an Italian meal right before your next showing, that's not exactly the brightest thing. But I live here. We hear that all the time. Yeah, you live there. I do understand that. someone else may not like garlic. Correct. Culturally, just physically be repulsed by it. I don't know. You know, if you're if you're cooking bacon prior to it, and there's cultures that don't eat bacon, that's going to turn off the majority of those people. I love bacon. I think bacon sells a home. However, I have to be willing. You have to weigh that. Is bacon the smell of bacon or garlic or cat or dog going to outweigh? Yes, you love your pets. We all know. Is that going to outweigh the new buyer? I don't know. You got to look at that. And that's why you ask your agent. And the agent should be not a weak freaking agent to not be afraid to have that freaking conversation with you. How do you really feel? You think? I could tell by the sigh alone. <laughs> it's just, it is the weak agent. Your, your agent is not doing you any good if they're not saying, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, what can we do about this smell? It's a smell. It's not your smell. You don't physically smell. But your house might carry an odor that you may not know. Which is okay. We're, it could be. We are literally bringing options. The choices are not ours, as we've said before. I mean, our role. We Remember don't have Simon Cowell on American Idol? I do. Okay. Remember when he would tell the truth and, I and be it, lambasted? But everybody for it? else was, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's so harsh. But the people who really did well listened to Simon Cowell. Correct. That's called coaching. Yes. How are you willing to hear what has to be heard to move forward, or are you not willing? To hear it. And there's a way to say it. Oh, obviously. I, I'm not saying that you come from a place of, you know, disregarding. Yeah, it's not a TV feelings. show. So we, we are soft in it. But but the agent that you have, whoever that is, wherever, Pennsylvania, Florida, whoever's listening, Kentucky, Turkey. I have a listener in Turkey. Wherever that is, um, you really want to have that conversation because there could be reasons other than price and paint. And the look of a house, it's not selling. There could be something that you just, I don't know. You got to think about it. You got to spend the time, work it backwards. What did these people say? How long were they in the home? What happened at that time? And break it down and, and look at it. So and I, I, think I that's recently what we do had really a situation well. showing a home and there was deferred maintenance. And uh, the perspective- Do you want to wait? Because we have 12 seconds. Sure. Okay. I and want I, you to say I'll it. talk about thing. it with my wine. <laughs> always a good time this is patty wilson patty's playhouse on the other side we're going to talk finish what scott's saying and talk garnet gold hopefully i can remember knock, knock, knocking on door. mama put my guns in the ground i can't shoot them What good can drinking do? What good can drinking do? I drink all night. Next day I feel blue. Well, there's a glass on the table. Say it's gonna ease my pain. Yeah, there's a glass on the table. Say it's gonna ease my pain. Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, and this is our Garnet and Gold segment, but we're going to put that off for a few minutes. And Scott, finish your point. We have 12 seconds to finish. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. Hey, I didn't want to have to cut no, you off. No, 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 I get it. So uh, what I was saying is I was showing a home to a prospective buyer, 
And their response to the deferred maintenance was that if I see this, this, or this, meaning wood rot or an AC that looks like it's met its last day or a roof that needs to be replaced, possibly, that if the homeowner, the existing seller, had the money to fix it, they would have fixed it. Therefore, they automatically see the home and the person in a negative light and in a, in a position where they may not be in that position, but they assume that they're in that position. Therefore, they take the amount that they're going to offer and make it lower thinking that way. So it just makes sense of coming from a, a place um, of strength rather than weakness because I think immediately you assume that it would already be done if they have the ability to do it. And no, you could not have inspections prior to putting an offer in. You can't do that. There's, we get asked as that a buyer. Frequently. As yeah. a buyer. You yeah, can't. you can't do that. As the homeowner can do it if they want to, but you can't have inspections on a home. You just have to make an offer. How I, What I tell my customers is you're making an offer on what you see. And it's hard to judge after that. Then we get the home inspection, then we have to readdress it. So in the emails that I send to the agent with the offer, I'll say that, in fact, I'm making this off what I see. If there's any big surprises, as you know, this could change. So I set it up that I only saw blank, blank, blankety blank. So I go from there. But it, Scott's absolutely right. I mean, you 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 kind of hope that they didn't make those repairs because they couldn't afford to and just chose but not to. But you don't to, know. But you don't know because you can't talk to the seller. Correct. So there's an immediate assumption that that's... Or there's the assumption is, is this a bad house? Is this house falling Correct. apart? What if, else is if wrong? If I see this, what's behind? Right's behind right? it. For yeah. every rat you see, there's six behind the wall. Which I think are. it's typically that type of philosophy. So the idea people are is... people scared. Right. So you you may hear me say that these are some things that need to be modified, but I'm I'm saying that because coming from a place of strength allows you to have the house looking the way that it needs to. So that if those issues don't exist, that we're not perpetuating that by one little thing over here or one little thing over there. And you have to think, there's 1,800 and some odd agents. 40% of them are new. They're not going to know. I mean, not to put them down, I hope they have mentors. I hope they have a strong office that shows them this is how it's done, this is how it isn't done. This is what's going to happen on the back end. If you're heavy on the front end and take care of all your stuff, then on the back end, it's smooth and the stuff closes. So I know when I present an offer to someone, they know it's me. They know it's going to close. It's I don't think for maintenance issues, I can't ever remember a, can- a canceled contract that I've had on my offers. Can't because I, we look really hard at the house. So and I have that reputation. I'm I'm not a, I'm a hard person. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I but I want it all done. I want the buyer to be up 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 front and understand what's going on, and I want this. You know, I can't talk to sellers, so I'm going to talk to the seller's agent and say, this is why we're doing it. And then sometimes if you write it in the offer, they have no choice but to tell the seller why it's there. True. Because you can't talk to the seller. So you have to like kind of slide it in and you put it in the offer in a little place and seller's going to find out. And then they have to have that conversation with the seller that they may not want it to. So we're going to talk alcohol. Well, after all that, after we that, probably need a little. I know. But I mean, I, I, our job is to help people. I, I, I've been thinking about deferred maintenance because you see a lot. I mean, we just see a lot on every home, but we want to help you. So if you're thinking that you might sell in the next year or two, like John was just telling us, he's going to sell in four years. What do, what do I do to my house to make it? I'm like, let's have that conversation. Good, good call. Well, John, this is what you do. <laughs> we did have it.
Call we had me. it. <laughs> so my number is 850-656-0009 because I forgot to say that because I had so many words to get out today. But our website's iheartally.co or purpledoorteam.com. And so what did you drink this week, Scott? We're talking garnet gold wine for bourbon. Well, I had beer. one of my favorite brands mm. I, I used to drink years ago. It's Stag's Leap. It's Napa Valley, but it's not an inexpensive wine. And I'm not sure why I got froggy and jumped on a bottle, but... Uh, I had a bottle of Merlot from Stag's Leap. I think it was 2014, if I recall. Uh-huh. Um, got it at Whole Foods. Was kind of shocked that I found it. And it was really, really good. Unfortunately, I think I have the taste for good wine again. I'm not sure what that's all about. How much was it? Uh, this one was $42, I think. Holy crap. Which, I mean... How big is that bottle? <laughs> I, was, I mean, there was a red blend. I mean, like... <laughs> they had a red blend, but it was a Magnum, and it was $140. Oh, my which, goodness. I mean... Okay, I have a palate of a 12-year-old. Would I be able to tell the difference? Oh, see, I, I don't know. I don't. I, Probably I, not. Hard, the answer is no. <laughs> hard, <laughs> hard to say. And by that, I mean, no, not There's just some being... some wines that you can... I mean, it's got a silkiness, like when talking tannins all the time. I mean, it's a silkiness of the tannin. This one, actually, I could taste blueberries in it. Typically, it's blackberries or cherries or whatnot, but there was a, a hint of blueberry in it, and it was really good. Do you like blueberries regularly? I do. I could eat just blueberry. I, I like fruit just in general. It's probably why I like a wine. Did you think it was funny what we talked about last week? I listened to Listen, the show back. And <laughs> I, I, white wine, white wine, Fred. I know, and, uh, and now it's uh, official <laughs> on Facebook and everywhere. It was so funny. Which it was quite 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 funny and i had to tell jeff about it because i i forgot about it until i was reading through facebook and you guys had a tom a, patterson it was right, on which was hilarious so <laughs> yeah it is it's it's my life is kind of <laughs> a uh i'm the what would you call it the what they call it the new modern or the modern family or yeah. the new normal i'm all of those in one yeah it was funny though it was funny hearing it back i always think i'm funny hearing myself back but that's just me my ego well listen I'm, one day I might be back on Pop Darts. You never know. You never know with Don't me. Don't tell Jeff that. <laughs> so I had, I just had it a little bit ago, Grass uh, Grasslands Fourth Orbit. I had it at Ale House because we go there for lunch frequently. And people were in there like, where have you been while well, working? So right. yeah, that was pretty funny. Up at the Fourth Orbit, it's supposed to be like a, I don't know. It has some fruit in it. I don't know what the hell's in it, but I liked it. It says it's kind of an Asian flair. It's only 5.5% alcohol That's by volume, which was a problem for me. I'm That's like, if I'm problem. gonna have, but um, it, it was a red ale. So it was red. It was pretty. It was definitely pretty and it tasted good. And it went down easy. That's all I got. Well. But it's Grasslands Fourth Orbit. And I think it's in their summer. It's an amber, red. It's uh, in their category. It's It's sustainable vegetable herb garden fed hydroponics. All of you like locals that. need to go uh, check out that grasslands. But I, I really liked it. I don't know. Fourth Orbit Ginger Red. So that's probably why they said Asian because of the ginger. I'm still. I was kind of really hoping to help. And my stomach was upset. So I think I do be- really believe it did help over because I feel so much better in the next hour. My gosh. After we'll I have, had it. We'll have to get it on tap Ginger's at the good office. for you. Yeah. And it had like a fruity. I know he does a lot of fruit beer. But it, it was fruitier. It wasn't your average ale. It was good. Hmm. And it probably would have been better with food. Sounds like wine food. and beer. It's probably it was weird. something. It was really cold, and I really I liked like that. that. 
It was really cold. Surprised that you like that, actually. A really cold beer? I you do. just don't like cold. I don't like warm beer, though. Ugh, I don't understand those Germans. I just can't I have it. Would not be able to handle. No, that. I don't like a lukewarm beer. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It has to be cold. Only thing I can drink lukewarm is red wine. And lately, even reds, they're putting, because it's supposed to be at a temperature that's not um, the temperature of your home, so it should be certain temperatures, typically around, I think, 60 or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, the way I keep my house, it is quite cold, but still, these days, it doesn't get that cold. It's been very hot. Extremely hot. It has been brutal. Right? Which does make it harder for people to maintain their homes, because it is so hot outside so i just got a pressure washer and i do like late in the evening or early morning on the weekends because it's just so brutal but that's something that you can do it's relatively inexpensive is soft wash your house and then you can kind of see what's going on with it have a look see under that because i thought one house we were about to list next week it had like that little mildewy on um, I thought it was the paint was wearing away, but it was just that little lichens from the paint, from moisture. Moisture. Well, the well, the utilities were off. No, not that one. There was uh, another one. Oh, that one, yeah. That was definitely stuff. There was a lot of stuff on that house. But no, this is over in the Northwest. Newer home. But I was afraid that the paint needed to be redone. But once we soft washed it, it didn't. It was beautiful. It's all good. It's all pretty. It's what we mm-hmm. like. It's what I like to hear. <sighs> This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. Thanks for listening. See you next week. And leave tomorrow.